JoeVertigan.com. This is episode six of Title Towns Racing Champion Scott Hansen podcast, brought to you by Munster's Service Center in Green Bay. And and after Steve Marler, we talked and sold the car after the '84 season. You basically you were a guy had a great run, but you didn't have a car, to, did you? At this point, Scott, I didn't have anything. I didn't have a nut or a bolt. Everything was gone. Um, just out there putting the word out a little bit here and there that. You know, I was looking to do things, and uh, this is before the night heading into the '85 season, right? Yeah, yeah, in the fall of, well, it was probably into the winter actually already of right. of starting '85. Right. And I'd gotten a phone call um, from a Budweiser representative, uh, Jim Warmington was actually the guy's name. Was he out of Dean Distributing in Green Bay? Or no, was he, he was the actual area rep. Okay. And uh, they were looking at they wanted Terry Baldry. Right. is who they really wanted because Terry had won championships oh. prior, but Terry had just gotten the Pepsi deal. Oh, that's right. And uh, I finished second to Terry, I believe, in 84. Right. So they started with him. They called me up, and uh, I said, hey, we're, we're looking to sponsor somebody, blah, 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 blah. And, and I'm like, yeah, okay, sure, this would be great. And they said, when can we put a meeting together? And I said, well, it's going to take me a week or so because I had nothing. So I went out and uh, borrowed a, a guy's car by the name of Tommy Hain. Sure. Borrowed his car. Jeff Vandermoss's dad, Harold, had owned the Kawasaki shop. Right. And the back side of it was vacant at the time. Okay. Um, went to Bobby Menor and got a trailer and some tools. And made I it brought, look like you had an operation. I brought it all down there uh, and put it in there on a... Weeknight, I don't remember what it was, Wednesday or Thursday. Right. And uh, set up the meeting, and they came in there, and uh, they brought in a 12-pack of Budweiser. Sure. They brought the, the Jimmy and Bobby Dean along, yep. the, the local distributors. Sure. Uh, who have became very good friends. And we put up the meeting, and and, uh, and one thing led to another, and uh, we're having a beer, and Jim reached his hand out and says, I'm good with this. Let's try it. And uh, as I was reaching my hand out, I says, I don't suppose you have anything other than Budweiser because I had never drank a beer that strong. Right. You know, I was kind of a wimp on that side, even though I drank a lot of beer. Right. And he says, well, we have Bud Light, but you will put Budweiser in the cooler and it will be a Budweiser car. Sure. And, and we had such a fantastic relationship for the next five years on the racetrack and that was probably another five years or so that they were a product sponsor to me um <laughs> which was big back in those days well i tell you what um i just remember in the 80s you know i, I went i entered college at uw oshkosh in the fall of 87 that's when you were in the middle of your was it a five-year run at yep. wir five championships in a row and the the cases of bud light my dad would bring back and i had Beer mirrors, Spuds McKenzie, I mean, the whole ball of wax. That was a big sponsorship back then. I, I thought you had mentioned the numbers back then. It was like fifteen grand, and it was half from Dean and half from Anheuser-Busch itself or something uh, it in was, the ballpark? It was actually started out at 20, and right. back in those days it was a big number Right. for the first two years, and then it went to 25000 for the last three. But more importantly, free product. Oh, yeah. And they, they paid for your uniforms. Uniforms. They paid to get the, the car painted, lettered, yeah, and everything. all of that stuff. They were, 
they were huge in, in as far as sponsorship went. And they wanted it first class. They wanted right. it done right. So from the time they came on board, we had the five consecutive track championships. And uh, I actually had to dress up as Spuds McKenzie one night. Wow. What? I never heard this one. Oh, it was a, I don't know if it was a Halloween night or whatever. <laughs> as I said, you know, I got to... Jimmy Dean, we would do a lot of market research, he called it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I know what that involved. Oh, yes, it did. Yeah. So there were probably 300 bars in Green Bay at the time. I'm the Blarney sure. Stone was oh, one. The oh, the Blarney yeah. Stone was the big one. Oh, yeah. But we uh, we market researched almost <laughs> all of them through our, through our lifetime together. And just a great, great company to have a lot of fun and success with. So you won the titles, or I think eighty-five to eighty-nine, five straight WIR titles. Yep. You know, and you were not—you weren't—you didn't have a Fox Valley zip code at WIR. You were a Green Bay guy. Did did anybody there, like at any point, the tech inspectors or anybody, kind of, uh, you know, view you as an outsider? Do you have any stories about anything like that? Um, in the very beginning, Bob Abbotts, when I first went down there, you know, he's took me under his wing to let me know that I was not one of them. Right. And he, Bob was a great guy. Right. Uh, through his driving and his technical Teching. side of it. Yep. And I'll never forget, we were running either the red, white, and blue, one of them in the beginning. Right. And he came up to me and he's like, you have got to pace yourself. you got to hydrate. I know how you guys operate. Oh, you know, the okay. heat's going to get you, blah, yeah. blah, blah. Well, about lap 60 into the race, Come off a of turn two, and there's Bob up on two wheels going down the back stretch. Oh, geez. Heat stroke had gotten him. Oh, <laughs> so geez. we giggle about that quite a bit afterwards. Right. But, uh, no, I mean, we had to earn earn our way into it. You know, again, going back to Mike Randerson, cannot say how much that man was instrumental in the setup of the cars. We put a Buick body on, I believe, after the third year. I remember that car. And the car was lightning, lightning fast for 30 laps. I think that might have been the year we won 13 out of the 16 races. Sure. But it was after 30 laps, it was, you'd be lapped in the next 20. Yeah. And we would go and we would get that racetrack and we would, we were there one day so long, we turned the lights on. Roger Vandalwick was at a baseball game and saw, looked over and saw the lights on at the track, wondering what the heck was going on. But Mike found the switch to the lights, yeah. turned them on, and we stayed there another couple hours. Um, but yes, I mean, just the help he gave me was but just crazy. There was a time where you actually boycotted not only WIR, but Artco. Tell us that story. Um, you know, John would pay Trickle and Shear. And John McCarns we're talking, John right? McCarns, yep. yep. As as did uh, Roger Vendowick. Right. And it was not a personal thing. I, I enjoyed the heck out of both of them. But John McCarns, I hung up on him one day. We're on the phone, and I'm like, hey, you give all these guys this and that. I'm asking for some tires or something. Well, Just for the WIR race, right? Yeah. Right. And he's like, well, Scott, you know, that's not how it works. You have to sign this and that. Yeah. And, and I got pissed and I, I said you know John our conversation's over hung up, hung up the phone on him right 30 seconds later the phone is ringing yeah it's John on the other end well now that we got that behind us he says <laughs> and I'm like you've got to be kidding me yeah and 
that was the icebreaker. Right. You know, then we got along good. Same deal with Roger at WIR. Right. Budweiser may have sponsored the red, white, and blue or had something to do with it. I'm not sure. Right. But I called Jimmy Dean and I says, hey, he pays all these guys. We're running here every week. And Roger's deal was, you're a weekly guy. You're not a special guy. Oh, okay. Right. And that didn't set well. Right. Um, so I said, Jimmy, I don't I don't want to race this weekend. Right. And I says, but I do want to go there and be seen and let everybody ask why. Did you bring the car with you? No, show, no, no, I okay. left the car home. <laughs> I might have had my Budweiser shirt on. I'm yes, not sure. right. But went in the gate, stood up on turn four, didn't buy a pit pass or a grandstand. Sure. Uh, I think I was asked to leave about halfway through. Right. I wasn't going to. And they knew who you were, obviously. Well, everybody yeah. knew who I was. <laughs> right. Um, but again, nothing personal. But then Roger, you know, we we just hit it off. Right. You know, after that. And, he understood, and you know, I was like me or hate me. I was putting people in the grandstands. Right. Oh yeah. But in 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 that five year championship run, one of your biggest rivals was not a Fox Valley guy, but Bob Iverson. We yes. From came, from Escanaba, Michigan. Yeah, I came from Green Bay, and he came from Michigan. I think we ran first and second in the points three or four he, years. Yes, you did. And uh, but again, if I'd have broke something. He'd have been the first guy I went to right. for the spare part and vice versa. Wasn't there one year that Bob's they sold everything, but he found out you were coming back for another year, then they bought equipment and came back? As he the, did. That's he, what I thought. Yeah, he, uh, just a competitor. And that's what really took us to Norway. Sure. We would, As I said, we would go up there and we would just, and we, we wouldn't come home you know, it took us all a Saturday to sober up with them guys. You know, oh, not yeah. that it, all we did was party, but the thirsty we whale. had a lot of good time. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. Uh, the thirsty whale. I can't think of her name right offhand, but many, many, many good times there. Oh yeah. With that, we're going to wrap up this podcast episode.